You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with guest number 558 for Monday, July 13th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by IamNotWearingPants.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, it's OutMotoring.com. Everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. Just sitting here, you know, behind domain names like I like to do. Uh, <laughs> we're actually talking about Mini Coopers tonight. That's what we like to do. Join, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson, MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. I am here. Hello. Uh, the good Reverend uh, Chief Mechanic Chad Miller from Detroit Tune. DetroitTune.com is with us as well. Chad. Hello, everybody. And, of course, Alex is here from IamNotWearingPants.com. No, I am from San Francisco right now. <laughs> and you probably are wearing pants. Although you may not be, I don't know. Might not be. There's a lot of there's a lot of free love in San Francisco, so you probably aren't wearing pants. Yeah, but so so I, I got an apartment on Airbnb and there's like wide windows all over the place, so I have to wear pants. <laughs> it's an exhibitionist. There you apartment. go. There's no curtains on these windows? Uh, what? What? Heck? Are there no curtains on the windows? No, there are no curtains on the windows. It's like uh, you know, like a hipster apartment kind of thing. So, no, gotcha. no, everybody, everything's free. Gotcha. Free to show everything they want. Excellent. I want everybody. <laughs> I want everybody. When you do get the chance, I want everybody just to go and point your browser over to IamNotWearingPants.com anytime. Just go ahead and just see what it does, because at this point, I really I don't know what it's going to do. Because this will be a, a uh, it's a thing. It, nobody. Alex was being a goof and he messed up my show notes, and I said, well, heck, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Who By the end of the year, the, he will own 50 different domain names. Who put the question mark in the teleprompter? You know he'll read anything. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, forwards to whiterefreedom.com. There. So, yeah, we're talking about Mini Coopers. We're not going to talk about nerd stuff like domain names tonight. That's just ridiculous. Uh, we are going to do news from motoringfile.com. We have a couple of links we're going to talk about, too. Um, primarily, we're going to be uh, stick shift snobs again and talking about how the manual transmission is dying. Um, among other things, we've got some event updates as well. It's going to be a good time. Hope you guys stick around for the whole show. It's going to be awesome. Before we get to that, though, let's start off, pay some bills. Let's talk about our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. The, they make this stuff from the future out of carbon fiber and unobtainium. It's all computer designed, made with lasers. This stuff is the best stuff you can get for your made. The dipstick, the uh, the FlexPod adapter, of course, one of our favorite pieces, the stubby antenna. Duh. The really nice gear shift knobs. OMG. Not to mention the F56 intake, the new springs, the platypus mount, all the things are over at cravenspeed.com. Go over there and pick something out for you that's nice. You have to get ready for main take states 2016. Wouldn't it be nice to have a good way to like mount your phone or GPS on your car? Cravenspeed's got you covered. Go over there, check all that stuff out, cravenspeed.com. When you do check out, make sure you mention White Roof Radio in the comments. Say, you know, it's really cool you guys support White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends, Kellen and the crew over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com, home of the electric mini. Maestro, please. I like Greg on the news. Tonight we click over to motoringfile.com and we find a lot of BMW news. <clears throat> well, maybe maybe a little bit. 
So last week we talked a little bit about uh, BMW's secret hydrogen program, which really not secret so much anymore. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Mini's plug-in hybrid, hybrid drivetrain previewed, and it's being previewed in the shape of a 2 Series Gran Turismo. Well, no, I actually went through and I read the press release. Um, So this is going to be a plug-in hybrid architecture, probably bound for the countrymen if we had a guess. And it's it's going to be reversed. So it's going to be electric motor front drive, gasoline motor rear drive. So, so before we actually talk about the uh, the details of the technology, I I have a question for for BMW. Why do they always choose their most Less enthusiastic car, less most I would say less exciting cars, and probably most ugliest cars to uh, demonstrate the most awesome technology. Because right now we have the two Active Tour, which is you know awful, obviously, and the five GT was <clears throat> for the uh, hydrogen car. So it's like I, I don't understand why they are doing this. I don't under I, maybe because it's just the plat maybe it's a platform thing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't guess. know. So anyway, this will be a plug-in hybrid. It's supposed to, you know, run on gas and electricity. It's supposed to be, you know, all that in a bag of chips. Um, four-wheel drive, or all-wheel drive, rather. should be pretty interesting. We'll see if they actually bring it to the Mini. Well, and it's it's not that... Eventually. I guess plug-in hybrid is... When you can really talk about it, the i3 technically, with the range extender, is, yeah. is a plug-in hybrid. Although right. it's... That's that Briggs and Stratton five-horsepower motor in the back with the pull cord. Pull right. cord. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right. So, you know, but this is something that... You know, we've been talking about since 2008. Right. This was first mentioned to us in 2008 was plug-in hybrid. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, but and also, go originally, ahead. wasn't it Wasn't it like to be the clubman and now it's... it's, it's yes. Always, yeah, only the countrymen would get it. It's uh, it's an interesting move. I don't, I don't... You know, it's obviously the largest seller and so it would make... I mean, it's most likely going to be the largest seller once the uh, F generation is completely renewed. But um, you know, <clears throat> uh, the the hybrid option is a very it's it's still you know it's yes <laughs> without sounding like I'm you know dismissing people. Uh, it sounds to me like it's very much. I mean, it's still a very expensive technology, right? So in some ways, it is associated with luxury, luxury, and not only you know being green for the environment. And uh, and we all know that how Mini wants to position the Clubman as a you know premium product uh, and so this is a premium technology honestly at this point so i just you know it's it's funny that it would only make from what we from what we see here they only make its way to the countrymen as opposed to both the countrymen and the clubmen yeah well let's wait and see i guess we don't really know they, they don't actually specify what many it's going to go into it's just information about the system itself no clue and you know it's how it can go forever and how you have all these different modes. You, just, you guys just need to go over, click uh, click back over to motoringfile.com, read through all the notes. There's a ton of information here. If you're interested in, in this technology at all, you're going to want to read that press release because it is chock full of information. Tons. Unrestricted message. What do you guys think of, uh, of uh, hybrid, uh, hybrid drivetrains? I don't know. I think I, until I, the price of gas gets to $6 a gallon, it's not really going to be as as big a deal and this is something that Mini's talked about for a long time about alternative technologies be that diesel hybrid plug-in hybrid or electric fully electric um i I just think that the minis are pretty fuel efficient to begin with uh you know in the 30 to 40 range you know upper 30s um unless they're wildly different i mean if we're talking about a car that got 
70 to 90 miles to the gallon, I can see how that might start to make a difference. But well, I would think that a car where you've got a, a gasoline engine driving the rear wheels sometime and an electric engine driving the front wheels most of the time might see that kind of mileage. Yeah, it, it should. But I know like traditionally other hybrid cars, other hybrid technologies, be it a Honda Civic or a Prius or whatever, people just don't get the kind of real world mileage that's touted true. by that thing. True, 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 true. So that's all that that's the only thing, unless the, the technology has taken a bigger leap towards it and it's got to be wildly better because i don't think it's going to be worth the money this is my opinion it's not going to be worth paying you know 10 grand more for a car that only gets 15 percent better fuel economy mm, that's what you're saying yeah i wouldn't want that either yeah seems like i don't know not very frugal anyway uh, if you're interested in that go click over to motoringfile.com all the information about that is there uh, and then if you want to ask Minnie anything about the uh, jcw car there's a post over there. Comments are open. Go over there. There's actually some pretty okay comments so far. And honestly, people stop with the front end of the F56. Yeah, just give that up. I want to, you know, I, I want to know. The only thing I want to know is when are we going to see the manual? Right. And that was a, that's a question actually in the comments right now, which is a real. There's, there's some really good questions in the comments. I actually went through them. Which are good questions. Which, ironically, moving on to the next story about manual transmissions, did anybody notice the photograph? that is on motoring file under the manual transmissions. Are they going to die at BMW? Um, yes. Do you notice that picture? It's a JCW because those seats are only available in the JCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Dynamica seats. It's a manual transmission in a JCW. Huh? That car doesn't exist yet. At least well, not. we're going to drive it next week, actually. So, well, <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, it's not, for, uh, yeah. It's that. It's that. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, nobody got it. I think in the U.S. As far as I know, I've, I I read sometime the uh, North American Motoring and uh, and Motoring Alliance, and I I don't think I've seen anybody that took delivery of the of the manual yet. It's um, supposed to be in July. It's supposed to be, but yeah, I have not it's supposed seen. Supposed to be in July. Yeah. I saw a comment somewhere that somebody has one at the VDC and they're expecting it next week. I think with the manual transmission. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the differences are going to be in that car. What did they do to it? Did they beef up the clutch? Did they, you know, change the, the transmission at all to, to handle the torque and the horsepower? I'm going to be oh. interested to see performance numbers. What happened to Chad? We lost Chad again. I'm going to be interested to see performance numbers, actually. Because I want to see, I think that the automatic transmission is going to be faster than the manual. Oh, it is. I think it is. It is. I mean, yeah, I think you're right, DB. I think it is. The the only uh, thing that I'm really excited to try on the on the on this uh, manual transmission is the uh, the rev matching, especially on the JCW. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. No, it's not. I turn it it's off. Not, I'm boom. Tell, I'm telling you now. Here's how to. Tu- I'll tell you now. Here's how to turn it off on the manual transmission. Mm, is you have right. to hold the DSC button down for like ten seconds. Yeah. And uh, and once you hold it down for, it's really somewhere between five and ten seconds. But uh, that will shut it off completely, the rev matching. Because me, as a, as a manual driver for so very long, um, I blipped the throttle on my own and rev match and downshift to use engine braking. Okay? Right. You, cannot, you, you cannot engine brake in a car that rev matches itself. Because it, it you know, revs the engine to the point where the car doesn't really slow down. I mean, it doesn't give you that, oh, I'm going to brake a little bit. It matches. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. See what, I see I'm what saying? you mean? Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's too extreme. That's what you're saying, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like track mode. It's, it's, I don't even, I don't even know if I'll call it fun because 
everybody that I've talked to, they're like, oh, I love it. It's so much fun. And I'm like, no, not for me. <laughs> not for me. I don't like it whenever I drive the, the manual. And it's a Cooper, by the way. But I turn DSC all the way off so that I can drive it like I drive my GP and do engine braking. And I downshift. And I love to wrap that engine up to slow myself down. Now, am I decreasing the life of the car, the clutch, and everything else? Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> which is which is why they put this into the car because it's going to, you know, extend the life of of many things. I think we got Chad back, don't we? We do get Chad back. Um yeah, and I think Chad would probably agree with this is that it'll probably extend the life of, you know, your clutch and transmission a little bit by not engine braking the way some of us do, but come on, it's so much fun to downshift and Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and let your car slow down a little bit in combination with brakes. I use a combination of both, you know. Right. I, think, I, I don't necessarily think that it's the downshifting. It it really all comes down to driver and how well that car was maintained and certain things like that because I, I can have some of these drivers that are almost exactly the same. One clutch will go out way before the other one, and it all comes down to driving style and, and who you've let borrow the car or... You know, something along that lines. It's not necessarily you downshifted every single time, you know. Well, and everybody probably releases the clutch at a different rate. And yep. that's going to make a difference to the lifespan of the clutch. Like people will just, like, pop the clutch and just let it dump. And then some people slowly let it go and get a feel for it. That's the way I drive. It's more of a feeling like, okay, you know, you don't want to let it sit there and slip halfway for very long at all. But yeah. when you're it's actually breaking, better to dump the clutch than it is yeah. to slip it. Exactly, exactly. So there are people that you know slip the clutch and ride the clutch. They're going to lose it way before everybody else. So um, while we're on the subject of manual transmission, I don't think uh, I think actually none of us are uh, manual transmission snob around around this podcast, are we? No, <laughs> we're not manual transmission snobs. Not here. Yeah, that's uh, that's sarcasm a little bit coming from this. But see, I'm going to take issue with, and, and here's what we're talking about. There's an article over at Motoring File, and this is basically just, um, uh, there was a story floating around, oh my gosh, was it Autocar, uh, had a story that talked about the head of M, the M division, the BMW M division, right? Um, talking about how not all of the M cars are going to have manual transmissions as an option in the very near future. Which is weird. They're starting to drop that, which is really interesting because I remember... Alex wasn't there at the time. Two years ago at the Detroit Auto Show, a very high-level BMW executive made the statement to Gabe and myself that within nine to ten years, manuals would be gone from the BMW line. Okay? This was two years ago. And I think one of our commenters on here um, basically said the same thing. By the year 2020, you'll see no more manual transmissions. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it, that's only five years. That's less than five years, you know, four and a half years for that. And so, granted, with the lifespan of these cars being like a seven-year cycle, it's going to rotate through. But it caused me to start researching this a little bit more and looking into things. And um, the most interesting statistic I found was that currently in the United States, Mini is the only car manufacturer, the only car company selling cars in the U.S., that offers a manual transmission across the board, all of its... On all models. All models that many cells are offered with the manual transmission. No oh, other... Think of that. That's interesting. No other... But, yeah, because we always uh, think only about the hard up, but yes, you're right, like uh, across about, all models. What about... Doesn't, oh, nope. no, because nope. the Cayenne doesn't... You get that with the automatic. Right, they dumped yeah. it in 14. So, um, 
Yeah, no other car company in America sells um, all of their cars with manual. They like some of them are only available with automatic, right. which is, is not a bad thing. But what it's doing is it's pushing the trend towards. It's like the chicken or the egg. You know, car companies started saying, "Well, automatic transmissions got better." And here's the here's the business case for it that started the whole thing was that automatic transmissions are not only faster, zero to sixty, and they're getting better fuel economy. So mm-hmm. from both of those standpoints. You can understand, oh, eventually people will shift. Oh, there's also less stuff to fail, less user error. I mean, I right. mean you can really just make it good overall. But, you know, it kind of comes back to a story that we said last week where they were talking about by 2025, they were going to be all electric car companies. Well, electric yeah. cars and stick shifts don't really coincide. Because so, there's one know, gear. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to be on an automatic off. transmission you know, maker you know, 100% at that point. So, yeah. I, uh, and then add to that automa- uh, autonomous uh, vehicle and uh, you have like the perfect mix to have no manual car on the road like at all. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really see them being it being possible that they can only do electric cars by 2025. No, I mean, really. It's 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 ambitious. It's a it's a good goal to go strive towards, but uh the oil lobby is way the politics and the oil lobby is way larger than anybody has any concept of. Uh, possibly. And that, but and that, I mean it'll not happen. You're you're not going to have enough people to buy it, so at some point you put yourself out of business because you're like this is all I make. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. And how about this? And, and you know, this has just been nagging at in the back of my brain for a very long time. Um, those of us with cars, my car is nine years old. You know, I haven't bought a new Mini, me, just me, in nine years. Um, DB, you're driving a, a you know. A, a car that's seven years old. Yeah, that's seven years old. Chad, right. your Mini is 10 years, 12 years old, right? Yeah, yeah, 2003. Alex doesn't have a Mini currently. Um, and I'm starting to think to myself, one, you know, like, let's say I go out and buy a new Mini at the end of the year. Let's say, uh, you know, I go buy a new Clubman, and it's a great car, and I love it. You know, there's a good chance that I might keep it for 10 years. And then what technology is going to happen in that amount of time? I think things are not moving as fast as people would like them to because because people are keeping their cars longer. Or... You're going, hey, this is a good, like DB did, hey, this is a good value. There's a car that's, you know, seven, eight years old that um, still got a good life left in it, and I'm saving a bunch of money. I'm going to do that, Uh, which is a smart business decision, in my opinion. Yeah, and it comes down to financial, you know, responsibilities and and being frugal and and making sure that you're uh, not getting in over your head. I mean, there's so many things there that could be involved in that. But anyway, back to the whole point of uh, our manual transmissions dying and are they going to die? Gabe kind of said in the article that he doesn't think they're going anywhere anytime soon for the mini brand. Um, And I would tend to disagree with that. I would tend to say I am also, I, I am like mildly considering Getting a, uh, one of the new automatic transmissions, a new eight-speed automatic. If I get, right. a, if I end up with a Clubman in the next year, just for it's like embracing the future. Going, you know what? It's faster. It's more fuel efficient. This is where they're all going to go. I'll still keep my GP, my antique car <laughs> with the <laughs> with the uh, the three pedals. Uh huh. But 
I'm kind of like, you know what? We either just need to embrace it or we're just going to be left behind. And I have to embrace it. I'm reading here. You sent over a, an article from Road and Track. Um, Volkswagen, for example, on the GTI. It was also much like the Mini Cooper S, only, originally only available with a manual transmission. And the Golf R, for example, right now is only available with a manual transmission. Exactly. But, uh, but VW says, well, here, let's give it the DSG. What happened? They still sell 50%. just as many manual transmission cars as they did before they put in the DSG. Right. Now, I don't know what the numbers are with many. I would imagine, though, that they're quite a bit fewer shifted cars as opposed to automatic cars. But still, they're people. Well, that's because, yeah, I mean, you're. you're sorry, DB, go ahead. No, that's all I had. No, no, that's because I mean that's that's very like I think the GTI is a is a maybe the exception, right? Because this is a car that is specifically targeted to enthusiasts, and obviously, uh, well, the enthusiasts are the one driving, you know, mostly driving manual as opposed to everyone else. Right, that car and the car that Todd loves to hate, the BRZ uh, Siren FRS. Right. Also, yeah. Seventy uh, percent of those cars ish come with are being sold with a manual transmission. Yeah. Very I have two two points. Um, so so the first one is uh, I am kind of on the same page as you guys, and this is something we mentioned maybe two or three shows ago. That I have I, I think from uh, given how many more car there are on the roads now, and and commute has become you know insane for people living in uh, in you know gr- bigger metropolitan areas. Driving a manual to work every morning is just suicide at this point. Uh, suicide for your leg. Suicide like for your you know. Your uh, sanity and also for the for the car because it doesn't it doesn't do any good to the clutch. Um, and this week I'm in San Francisco and I'm and I'm renting a car. It's automatic and I would not I would never I would never want to drive like a manual in the streets of San Francisco because yeah, going up those hills you're running the clutch like like insane. Even if you're doing it really well, you're still not doing a lot of good to the clutch. No, you're not ruining the clutch. In my car, it has that really cool hero holder feature. It's like a little bitty e-brake that holds the car still for like, uh, what, five seconds? Five seconds, yeah. yeah. You put the clutch in, you put the brake on, your car, you let the clutch out, your car doesn't move at all until, you know, five seconds and that little brake releases. Yeah, and that's and that's true for the hills. Like, they've really uh, extended that, but he's right about... Like, 2003 did that too, but I understand driving to San Francisco are very unique, and tra- driving traffic is not everybody has driving traffic, and driving traffic in a manual transmission car is not the most fun on the planet. But yeah. yeah, I think what it comes down to, and this is what all the articles that I've read seem to agree on, is that manual transmissions are pretty much um, the enthusiasts are what are still buying the manual transmissions. Okay, everyone else, and so you take a previously uh, enthusiast car, and let's say used to be, they use the example of a 3 Series, or even a 3 Series convertible. Right. The enthusiasts used to buy BMWs. They've gotten so big, you know, the 3 Series now is as big as, like, the 7 Series was 20 years ago. But, um, the whole point is that it's become a car not so much for enthusiasts anymore, but for average drivers, and average drivers don't drive manual transmission. You know? They're just... Right. It's it's whatever aspirational or, or whatever it is. It's like a decent car. It's, I'm not trying to demean the BMW or the 3 Series or anything like that. It's a great car. But enthusiasts are not the ones who are buying it anymore, and that is what's driving the uh, uh, lack of demand for manual transmissions. That and this is the same problem we've got with why many kills off things like rear fog lights and sports suspension is because you've got sales managers sitting in their offices 
going, I just want to move metal, so it's easier to sell an automatic than it is a manual transmission, so I'm just going to buy all automatic transmissions and put on the lot. And that isn't necessarily what the customers want, but if you go in and you're like, you know what, my car died, I got totaled in an accident, I need to buy a car, I want to buy a Mini, and all they have are automatic transmissions on the lot. This happened to Alex. His car got totaled, and he went in to buy BMW, and all they had was an automatic, and that's what he ended up with, right? It's it's just a a prime example of that. So it's like, what are we going to do? It's it's this catch-22 situation. I got a question for uh, for Chad. Uh, It was actually my second point, like, is it even isn't it more difficult to drive uh, a very you know high performance car with a manual transmission given the amount of torque that you have? Oh yeah, it's just super more difficult, isn't it? It's it's a it's a different uh, ex- it's a different experience. Yeah, I mean you definitely um, when you're driving slow, you have to drive it slower. Okay. Right. So, like, if you're shifting from first to second gear, you really have to really let off the gas and then put it in the clutch versus your nice, smooth for one, two. You know, you've got to go to one, and I've got it neutral, and two, and now I can let the clutch back out again. Because if you're in the gas at all, it's going to want to really take off on you because it's a, you know, it's a grippier clutch. It's a, it's a faster engine, you know. Or Next thing you know, you're in the back of somebody a little faster than you wanted to be. Or you're, you're just hyper and the brakes. It's yeah. going to spin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you just spin the tires, or, or you know, especially in the wet. So you right. do have to drive it gingerly uh, in those type of situations. So um, there is there is that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to. History will be the judge. But, it uh, will, and the, and the interesting thing about one of these articles is, is that said there's a, an episode of Playboy magazine from September 1965 that the article was how you can say bye bye to the stick shift that you know the Corvettes of the 1960s are going to be the last stick shifts they're going to stop making this is 50 years ago people have been writing these doom and gloom articles about manual transmissions and we still can buy them today right I don't know. It's the end of the world, man. It's the end of I'm time. Totally, I'm totally buying my next car automatic. I'm just saying. Totally I don't know. I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, you know what? Oh, I've got I'm it. I'm totally going to buy a Toyota Camry, and I'm going to have somebody mount uh, a five-speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to build out uh, an, F, uh, no, an FRS, a TRD-prepped Camry, and I'm going to have a manual transmission. Damn it. I, and I will say it's Minnie's fault that you know why I've uh, I've come around is driving that um, – that F fifty six across yeah. the states last year for five thousand miles yeah. um, made me go. You know what? This really isn't so bad. This is kind of nice. It was pretty good actually. It was really good. I mean, I had we had fun with it. We have tons of fun with it. Yeah, it was a decent car. And then driving the uh, the GTI that I had for a few days that I that I rented a little while back that had a fantastic transmission with uh, paddle shifters. And you know, I'm just like, ah, oh, these really don't suck. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the here's the thing that nobody really has talked about yet is that a manual transmission is usually at least two thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah. But it's not cheaper. It's isn't it free? Well, it's, yeah. Well, it's like a no charge option. Yeah. You know, the car it's comes cheap, standard. It's cheaper on the front end until the first hundred and twenty, hundred fifty thousand miles, and you have to replace the clutch. Yeah. Right. And then you're looking at spending the cost of the automatic transmission over again in repairs. Yeah. So I've, there I've, is that, and if you hold a car for a long time like I did, and you have to put two or three clutches in it, well, 
that's six thousand dollars worth of repairs over the lifetime of that car. Yeah, that is that is something. If to be look, said. if you're going to buy a car and you're going to drive it for a long time, you go, well, I'm going to minimize my expenses. You're better off buying fiscally, it's like fiscally responsible to go with an automatic transmission just to save that two thousand, twenty five hundred dollar, three thousand dollar hit every time. You know, every. Yeah. 150,000 miles. If you're going to keep the car. Now, if you're like the kind of person that says, hey, I get rid of my car by the time it, you know, the warranty runs out when it hits 50,000 miles. Exactly. It's not, that's not a condition for you. And yes, like a Mini Cooper, for example, all Minis come standard with a manual transmission. That's the way you build them. And then yep. the automatic is an option. And it's a, Correct. I, I wish I could tell you the price for it right now off the top of my head, but it changes. It's- I want to say it's seventeen fifty, but I'm not one hundred percent. Somewhere between twelve and seventeen hundred dollars more for manual transmission. I mean, for an automatic transmission. Excuse me, on the mini right now, but um, it is interesting when you think about that. So the entire mini line not only offers the manual transmission; it is standard on all minis, except right now the JCW. So yeah, and look at that because um, mini has done what VW did with the GTI, like the car. $1,250 for the six-speed Steptronic automatic transmission. Okay, so twelve fifty. So, yeah, it was on the lower end of that. But still, 1250 bucks is 1250 bucks. You can put a lot of uh, kit on the car for that. If it, you want paddle shifters, it's uh, 1500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So then it's another. So if you want paddle shifters and an automatic transmission, you're dropping 2700 bucks. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, no. If you well, yeah, the paddle shifters is fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, but so it's fifteen. It's not an additional fifteen hundred. No, it's like fifteen hundred dollars total with paddle shifters. But that gives you the cool JCW stitching and the JCW steering wheel because that's required. Right. Basically, to get the paddle shifters, you have to get the JCW steering wheel, which is the difference in price. The extra two hundred fifty bucks is JCW steering wheel. Yeah, I I they don't charge you for the paddles or the linkage or anything. They're just charging for the steering wheel and the fancy uh, shift boot. I'm kind of like if you go with an automatic transmission in some sort of a performance car and you're an enthusiast at all, definitely, definitely go with the paddle shifters. Especially yeah. now, much to our friend, um, our friend Ryan up in Pacific Northwest, much to his uh, chagrin. Um, but now that the paddles actually work correctly. It's what? not like <laughs> paddles do the same thing. No, the original. Remember in the original automatic transmission cars, the Mini, they had the paddle shifters, but both of them would shift. You know, you pull up and it shifted up. You pull down, you shift it down. And now but it's, it's one or the other. Both. Now they work. One side shifts up, one side shifts down. Yeah, I don't necessarily like that because depending on where you are on the wheel. Um, you may want to upshift or downshift, and your hand might not be in the position to do that. Right, exactly. Then you have to reach over and just kind of, you know, blip the blip the stick. Yeah, I'd I'd rather see it where they both did the exact same thing. Like pull was an upshift and push was a downshift. You know. Yeah. What I'm going to be interested in hearing is about Alex when Alex and Gabe are out driving the JCW car. When is that, Alex? Next month, right? Next week. It is uh, next week. Well, next week, yeah. So when you guys are out driving the, the JCW car, I'm almost going to bet it's going to be an automatic because otherwise they'll just have to replace the clutch 14 times over the course of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to be interested to hear what you think about that. I, f- I think it's going to be uh, – they actually asked me if I wanted to drive uh, automatic or manual, and I said manual. So my assumption is that you know, no, they didn't ask me what I wanted to drive. They asked me if I could drive manual. So I think they're going to make us uh, try both. Yeah. Oh, excellent. That'll be, still, a, that'll be good to be able to compare the two. Just not, yeah. just say, I'm French. I grew up driving only manual transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> As all yeah. Europeans did. I'm sorry. I learned to drive in a Peugeot. The really <laughs> ugly Peugeot, too. And it was butter yellow and <laughs> rattled to death. And that's what I learned to drive in. You know what's funny? is in a Peugeot? That's amazing. <laughs> here's where people are screwed. 
is, I mean, most, most Americans will not travel to Europe and rent a car anyway, but if they do, they don't get a choice anymore. You're going to get, nine times out of ten, you're going to get a manual transmission car. I'm sorry if you rent a car in Europe. That's just... Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's because they're cheap. That's just what, that's just the way it is, you know? Just the way it is. Yeah, so... Bruce Hornsby in the range, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I don't know. I, I do think that the argument of the car is faster, like I can go zero to 60 faster in automatic transmission, and it gets better fuel economy, even if it's only one mile per gallon. When you're making a decision, you're like, I'm sorry, you know, that's it. Now, what somebody said in one of the comments over at either Jalopnik or something, an article I was reading, is they're like, you know what, but enthusiasts want to have fun. They're like, fun comes before performance, and that says a lot about the Mini. Like, right. it's not the fastest car on the road, but it handles the best, and it is the most fun. And so for me, that's like, you know what? I have a lot of fun driving a manual transmission. An automatic's okay. I'm not going to be a snob about it. Um, it. In fact, the new one in the F56 is a great, phenomenal automatic transmission. But for some reason, it's just it's a preference. It's like, I like chocolate instead of vanilla. That's just the way it is. Freak. And you know, if I if, <laughs> as long as I have the choice, I'm going to continue to eat chocolate. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So. Well, we can talk about that all night, but let's not. Let's instead let's talk about events. Can we talk about events? Let's talk about events. Last, yeah. Th- let's last talk th- about th- events. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need our boy Sherwin to put that to music. Anyway, uh, <laughs> last Thursday it was uh, exactly. 12 months until Mini takes the States 2016. Uh-oh. <sighs> We're doing that again? <sighs> yeah, they're doing it again. Uh, it's going to be starting July 9th, 2016, finishing on, oh my God, July 20, 23rd. It's 14 Mini- days. 14 days yet again. Uh, we don't have any routes. We don't have any other information. We don't know what's where we're going to start. We don't know where we're going to end. If I had to guess... All I can say is that it's going to be effing hot in florida in july yes that may not mean anything but i'm just saying it right now we know it's going from one coast to the other coast (laughs) we think it's going from one coast to the other coast we think that they're going to try to figure out a way to incorporate the pacific northwest and florida uh, in this particular route we it's it's not going from mexico to canada no, it's not going to go from Mexico to Canada, although it could. Because it is mini North America now. So. It is. We could start in Tijuana and end like in, um, I don't know. BC. Yeah, well, we, Toronto. Could end, yeah. we could end in Toronto, but that would leave off the entire or, coast. So. That would be a boring drive, you know, from like Dallas through Kansas City and Chicago. And boom, there we are in Canada three days later. It's from <laughs> Tijuana to Albuquerque to Texas to St. Louis <laughs> oh, to Detroit to Toronto. I just pray to God we go to Vegas again. Come on, people. Let's go through Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, baby! Come Mr. on, you're in Vegas like every other week. You don't need to Mr. go again. If we could please go to Vegas, yeah. they put the red carpet out for him when he drives in. Yes, Mr. Rally Master, we would like to go to Vegas this year if we could, please. Even if it's the day before we kind of get back to the West Coast, because I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna guess East Coast to West Coast since last week last year was West to East. Right, and they like yes. to switch it, switch it back and forth. Right, that is correct. So I'm gonna guess this year where this uh, 2016 will start on the East Coast and go towards the West Coast. This will be my sixth mini takes the states. My my fifth. 
Six. Six yeah. of them, people. That's all. That's all. I'm sorry. That's all of them. <laughs> all of the Mini Takes States. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited and a lot of people are new to Mini Takes the States. If you do a quick search on Google for just search for uh, MTTS 2014, you'll find all the things that you missed because you didn't get to go to Mini Takes States 2014. There's videos all over YouTube. Uh, I'll link up some that I can that I can find um, if you want to get an idea and get excited for this event. For those of you who were along the way in 2016, um, I know you guys are all excited about it already in a party already asked for the time off yeah it's gonna be hot it's gonna be july it's gonna be hot it's good yeah but it's gonna be another epic event just like this last time last time we had what almost a thousand cars every day five thousand people did the did the entire event we had 500 people driving every day that went coast to coast this year i bet you it's gonna be higher i bet you it goes up to six or 750 it was pretty incredible and you know when we're in the in the middle of it it didn't seem like it was that big and then now i'm going back because everybody's getting nostalgic and they're posting pictures and right. I see pictures from like uh, San Antonio, for example, and I'm like, Dude, "Holy so people, sh- San Antonio! Holy shit! Do you see the number of people and cars that were there?" It yeah, is I remember amazing. there were a zillion people at San Antonio. It was and then, amazing. And then to see the final rap party in Boston with all the people, ever, like, I, I am, I am in awe of uh, of the event now. And like I said, being in the middle of it and being there every day, it's like. You can't see everybody. You can't meet everybody. You can't talk to everybody. So you kind of travel in your circles, and and you know you're pretty much up, and you're going for the day. So there's not a lot of time to to meet people and have fun, but you still get the chance to to meet some new people, make some new friends, and uh, it is. I highly recommend it. Put you know mark your calendars now. Get your vacation time off. Do the two weeks. And even if you can't go for the entire way. If you can, um, do a leg or two. Get a second mortgage. I don't care. If you have to quit your job, <laughs> just quit your job. Get a second mortgage on the house to, to, to pay for it because it's not, it's not the cheapest thing in the world to take two weeks off driving across country. I'm guessing three to five grand at least. It's the cost of, an exp- of, a, of a cruise. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's a vacation. It's a it's a once in a lifetime event that happens every two years. Every two years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you if you are excited about Mini Takes the States, but you you just you you need something now. You just can't. You're going DB Mini Takes States. Great. That's a, that's a year away, man. I'm Jones, and I need something now. I can't wait until 2016. I got you covered, my friends. Mini's on the Mac. That's happening uh, August 1st, which is just around the corner. Coincidentally, also, White Roof Radio 10th anniversary. Hello. Um, happening August 1st. Our, our man Chad's going. Chad, you're going to be at Mini's on the Mac, right? Mini on the Mac? I will be there. And here's the thing. 1,452 Minis on the Mackinac Bridge need on the Mackinac Bridge, need to be had to set the world record. Current world record is uh, 1,451 on a bridge, and that was uh, over in England somewhere. This time we need 1,452. So if you haven't, go over to miniOnTheMac.com. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. MiniOnTheMac.com. Make sure you get registered if you're planning on going. Uh, it's going to be a kick-ass event. Chad said last time it was really awesome. I remember Chad yeah. was like super just like stoked about the whole thing, so it was rad. Right, Chad? Yeah, it, was, it was definitely a very, very good time. We all had a, a really enjoyable time. And we, I mean, we got halfway there. I mean, it was 849 cars, something like that. And, uh, you know, I definitely think we're going to make that record this year because I personally know like 15 people that are going this year that didn't go last year. So, you know, from the numbers of people that went last year that I knew versus the number of people I know going this year, Flying in, borrowing well, cars from people in state to go. Well, and, um, I, and it wasn't like it was two years ago. It or was, yeah, two years ago. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely think that they're gonna they're gonna make this record no problem. Um, you know, 
very, very easy because there's a lot of people going this year that uh, even people that in my local club don't go to anything. They're going to this. So <laughs> right. that that's a good indication. You know, and last year they got eight hundred and fifty cars on uh you know, like three weeks of advertising ahead of time. Exactly. Uh, this year they've done over a year to more uh of advertising ahead of time. Um and you know, I know hotels uh, are definitely getting booked up and are, are having no rooms available at, at this point. So, uh, I, de- I definitely think it's going to be a, a, a real good time again. Yep, I would agree. You should check it out. And if you want, you could do it mini takes a state mini uh, takes a state style. So let's just say that you live on the west coast and you want to go, just plot a route, take a week, drive out there, drive back, boom, done. Well, maybe take like nine days. You know, see Mount Rushmore on the way there. Go stop and spend like two nights in Chicago instead of you know twelve hours, <laughs> right? Just saying, just saying, it'd be a great time. Heck, you can spend a couple days in Detroit. Stop by see Chad, Detroit tuned. Get there early. Go, hey, I'm at Detroit tuned. Take your picture with Chad. You could. Yeah, there's Chad. a uh, customer from Bloomington, Indiana, coming in the day before to get a trailer hitch installed on his car. Nice. And then he's headed on up to Minis on the Mac. So that's funny. And here's uh, something you need to know about when you go to Michigan. Everybody from Michigan, when they explain where anything else is in the state, they use their hand and they point to their palm and show yep. you like where it is <laughs> on the state from where you are. We we carry yeah. a map everywhere we go. Yep, that's Every- right. <laughs> but if you're if you're going to come by and stop and say hello, you need to do it for sure by Friday by noon because if not, uh, we're packing up and and we're heading out. Uh, so so that we're up there in plenty of time and re- well rested for our morning uh, adventures and fun. So so then you'll have to follow the White Roof Radio Twitter feed and uh, and Chad's glimpse. Yeah, yep. there you go. And of of course, so that means that if you want to go up with the Detroit Tune Caravan, you're going to have to get out there day before. So plan on that. Uh, anyway, that's Mini on the Mac. That's happening again August first, twenty fifteen. Fourteen hundred fifty two cars. All we need. Done and done. You guys can make it. This may be a stupid question, but uh, how many cars can you actually fit on this bridge? Like, is there a limit? Um, I, you know, good question. Um, I don't know how many cars there is in a limit. We just have to be in a straight line all traveling in a pack. And this is a very long stretch of road. Yeah. And uh, we come out one side and then we basically come onto the freeway and come up across the bridge and you know, we're all doing 25, 35 miles an hour and not very fast. I, from what I understand, Chad, don't they close off the entire bridge just for this particular event? Um, no, it's still open traffic. Uh, there is regular, I mean, every, we're all in one lane and there is a little bit of assistance. But I'll tell you, the entire town came out to wave at us. Well, look at it this way. It's more than three miles of minis because my, my quick Rain Man math told oh me that a mini is about 10 feet long and then you put a foot in between them, right? I mean, this is like very minimal, right? If you're doing like creeping along at parade speeds, right? So if you figure 11 feet times 1,452 cars, take that, divide it by, what, 5,280 feet, you end up with a little more than three miles of minis. So between three and four miles stretch right. of minis. And I'm, I've already nerded out on the bridge, so you guys can do that. Just uh, search the bridge. It's cool. Yeah. It's actually, there's a lot of really great information about the bridge and the surrounding area. It's really neat. You should go. It's uh, eight miles long. There you go. And so it's three, four long. miles of minis, it's not even going to you know, fit on the bridge, right? Exactly. There'll be, like, room to spare. Absolutely. Done and done. Make it happen, people. 
That's all I'm saying. So into the news from motoringfile.com. Let me remind you guys about another one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com, who remind you this week to contain your keys. What? That's right. Contain your mini keys. Um, all manner of uh, keychains and keychain accoutrement available over at outmotoring.com. And they all start for like eight bucks. Come on. You, I mean, if you are one of those weird people that don't have something mini related on your keychain, outmotoring.com is going to take care of you. He's got um, like pages of things that you can attach to your make keychains for your mini. Just go over there and get that taken care of. Easy peasy, Japanese. Also, you can also go and look at. Uh, the Pilates shoes, which I keep mentioning, starting at 150 bucks. I still want to get a pair of those. They're Do nice. I, want, I, I think I really want a pair of bad. They're nice. I know, especially if I, if I get a pair of green match my car. That would be kind of cool. You want puddle lights for your car? You know those cool lights when you open up the doors and you get the little mini logo shining on the ground? Outmotoring.com has them now. Awesome. And uh, Alta Gen 1 intake. If you have an R53, that is a very, very fine unit. I highly recommend it. Uh, you should go over check all that out. While you're at Outmotoring.com, if you haven't already, I want you guys to make sure that you sign up for the email newsletter. It's right there on the front page, I believe. You should get prompted. And when you sign up, the really cool thing is when you get an email, every email contains your own 5% off coupon code so every time you place an order out motoring.com you're going to save five percent automatically super awesome and now motoring is like the amazon.com for mini cooper stuff it's all the things mini for all the things uh, it doesn't matter if you need the parts to do your oil change you want car care products the plot shoes like i already mentioned all the, the uh, hats shirts watches shoes um anything for your mini available on all minis too by the way f56 all the way down to the uh, for first gen r uh, r50s all parts available for you over at out Motoring, outmotoring.com, mini performance, speed, and tachometer housing cover, R5253, and uh, it's outmotoring.com. We are, we are overdue to talk about how to buy a used mini, what to look for, what to avoid. So we are going to plan that for an upcoming show in the very, very near future. And speaking of upcoming shows, next speaking week. of upcoming shows. Next week on White Roof Radio, right. from Jalopnik, we've got the man, <laughs> the myth, the Camaro Legend. crasher, Patrick George. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not going to come, that's for sure. <laughs> now, so, he's you like, guys remember, we had Patrick George on the show a few years a few years ago, a few shows back. Uh, he's the head guy over at Jalopnik. He was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have him on again next week, so look forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Of course, as much as possible, we are going to ask him about the Camaro incident. Yeah, if, if people don't know, Patrick, we, we love Patrick, and I'll uh, bust his balls next week. Um, and he posted this. This is not a secret. It was on Jalopnik of him test driving a a uh, a mule, a test mule at the at the Chevrolet test track, and uh, he kind of um, kind of hit a wall with it. Yeah, uh, kind of went through the corner a little bit too hot. A yeah. um, little bit of a little bit of push uh, understeer, just went right through the grass, right into a wall, and, and was asked to leave. And was asked to leave <laughs> immediately thereafter. <laughs> not like, are you okay? Not like, can we get you some? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you need to go. And and there's and there's video of it. If you go search over on Jalopnik, it's it's great. He 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 was really um, um, humble about it, and uh, we can't wait to talk to him next week. Yeah, awesome. I mean, like you you clearly see on the video that he was not like you know. Uh, it's granted, it's very difficult to talk and drive at you, a certain speed on a closed circuit at, at on a closed track at the at the same time. Uh, and so what you clearly see on the video that he was not he, was not he being wasn't a, paying attention yeah, he, he was, was not trying being a to jackass. describe the car and yeah. follow the follow the driver that was in front of him that was actually going fast I think 
And so that's just that's just happened. I mean, it's super difficult to do both at the same time. It is. I'm. I'll raise my hand right now. I've I've gone off track before, like my first track experience. Luckily, there was no wall. It was just in the grass. But um, I've I've done it, you know. And it's kind of a terrifying and humbling, very humbling experience to go off track. Yes. Which is why I'm going to drive at two miles an hour next week. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, oh, yeah. and then and then uh, week after next, we'll have Alex talking about the JCW car. So that'll be pretty exciting because he's going to go get to drive it. And I think we're going to have our friend AJ on the show here in a couple weeks as well. Yes. Yes, we are. We have a jam-packed month of July for you guys. So make sure you stick around and uh, keep stay tuned to White Roof Radio for all of this fun and excitement and even more. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more time, really quick. How about MotoringStripes.com? Motoring, Motoring, MotoringStripes.com. Motoringstripes.iampants.com, motoringstripes.com. Go over there, look yourself some stripes. Your car, your car has nothing on it. It looks boring. You want some stripes. It looks awesome. Go and get that done. You also want a sunroof graphic? Done. Get it taken care of. It helps keep the sun out of your car, too, which is really awesome. Um, Todd hasn't put the white roof radio sunroof delete kit up yet, but if you ask him nice, he'll ship you one. I did. And super, all the stuff, super simple to install. You can do it right there in your own garage. Don't need special tools. Don't need special gear or chemicals. Just just goes whoop, right on. It's a little sweat and elbow grease. Sweat and elbow grease. That's all you need. And so, you know, some sunshine. Sunshine helps. And, of course, Countryman bumper protection strip. you got to get that if you have a Countryman. Go get all the things over at MotoringStripes.com because blank is boring. Go now. Otherwise, I believe we're done for the, we are done for the week. Yes. Correct. Yes, we are. Yep. Let's remember our friend uh, Chad Miller, Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com for everything else that you need Mini Cooper related. If you have a question for our good man Chad, we used to do this thing called Ask Chad, where you send in questions. And we haven't got any in a while, and we kind of got bad at answering them. But if you happen to have a question for our man Chad, send that over to us, askchad at whiteroofradio.com. We'll get Chad to answer that for you relatively free of charge. Please. Otherwise, we're done. There has been two uh, big Star Wars announcements this week, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Alex, you and I are going to have to do a shuttle cast. Do the nerd show. <laughs> Come on. We're going to have to do a shuttle cast. That's all there's to it. Um, <laughs> we'll save that for another time, though. Gang, this is the part of the show where I do like to make that funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. I'm Yoto. And we lost.